Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds. And today on the pod, I'm so excited uh, to bring out another special guest. She was fifth place this year at U.S. Nationals in the senior level. Um, She just turned 15, and this was her first year in senior, landing in the top five. Hey, Josephine Lee. (laughs) Hi. So happy to have you on the pod and kind of get to know you and have the audience Um, learn a little bit more about your story. So I'm super excited to get into it. So first things first, can you tell us a little bit about your story? So when did you start skating and who were your coaches growing up and currently? Yeah, so I actually started skating when I was four. So that's when I started doing group classes. And on the way to my dad's work, there was a rink that opened up and he took me to go skate and take lessons. And it's actually a really funny story because um, I started doing these skating school classes and I started out with the first level, which was taught one. And at the end of each, like at the end of each class, you would take a test and see if you can graduate and move up to taught two, which is the next class. And basically I think I was the first person in history to ever fail taught one. I was the first person to ever fail the first level of the skating school class. So, and I was four, so It was like the first thing that I've ever failed in my life. It was the first time I've ever experienced failure. So I just got really angry and I decided that I was going to work through this and try to make it to top two. And the rest is history. <laughs> That's hilarious. How do you even fail taught one? I don't what know. I was mean? so bad. I, I'm honestly, I don't know how I did it. That's so funny. Okay, so then you started skating, um, and you're currently training in LA. Yes. In Lakewood. Okay. Have you always been at Lakewood um, for, like, the past, like, majority 
of your skating or have you like been around different rinks in LA? So like I said, I started earlier where um, when I was four and when mm-hmm. my dad, when a rink opened by my dad's work and that was um, closer to my house, I actually live like about an hour away from Lakewood, which wow. is, I live right by the Irvine rink and I pass by Great Park every single day. I go to the rink and it's so sad because it's such a nice facility, um, but I have to drive an hour away to go train in um, Long Beach where I train. Um, but I started out closer to my house and then I switched coaches after quarantine, which was around like 2020, late 2020. And those are my coaches right now. Gotcha. And can you name who your coaches are right now? So everyone. Yeah. So right now I train with Amy Evidente, um, Jonathan Kassar and Yvonne Deneb. And my strength trainer is Tyler Poor. Lovely. And how do you like your training environment right now? So uh, you work with other um, competitive skaters of like your own field, as well as like different uh, like levels and categories. So do you like kind of having that additional kind of adrenaline in the rink every day? I actually, I love it so much. Like I love how we push each other. I train with Soho Lee and um, Star Andrews. So it's like, um, junior champion and U.S. fourth place and U.S. fifth place. Um, we're all training in the same rink. It's like amazing. And I love how we always constantly push each other on the ice. It's like yeah. very good. Yeah. That's great that you like it. I know um, for some skaters, it can be like a lot all the time, but in the majority, um, it also kind of makes your competitors less of just that like one dimension where you're like oh I'm yeah. competing against them and makes them more personable to you so that you're you're seeing other sides of them too and it's like yeah. sometimes easier in that way yeah. <laughs> to get to know everyone yeah well what was the timeline of you learning your jumps um because you demonstrated them so beautifully at U.S. Nationals this Thank year you. um and you're really young so what was when did you get your triples um you know, when did you get your doubles and when did you get your triple, triple combination? So back when I, so I started private lessons, like I know for sure I started getting serious with private lessons, especially when I was nine. And that's when I started working on like doubles and double axle. And I got it clean the first time. I think I was 11 or 12. That's when I first, that's when I got my first double axle clean. And then I got my triple toe when I switched coaches, I landed my triple toe. And then I think I went triple Sal. um, And then triple, triple flip and loop. Then I got my Lutz last. So I actually had an inside edge um, when I came to my coach. So she worked super hard to switch my Lutz to a Lutz. And that's what we've been working on for like probably a year before I could finally get it's like it wasn't actually wasn't that hard to switch the edge it was just hard to get the actual jump up um, because I've been jumping it from like a flip edge for so long so flip is more natural to me and then I got my triple triple it was my goal to get my triple triple before I turned 13 Um, so I got all my triples around like almost 13 and then I got my triple triple the day of my birthday so the day I turned 13 so I reached my goal wow that's crazy that's quick yeah, it actually was. Yeah. Did you um train like how much did you train in that time period? Uh, like while you were learning all those jumps, where you're on the ice a few hours a day, um, five days a week, six days a week. Like, what was your timeline in terms of like 
hours put in to get to where you wanted to be if you wanted your triple triple before 13. <laughs> so I actually train the same amount right now. So it's been like pretty consistent over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I days a week, three hours on the weekdays, and then two hours on the weekend. So just um, Saturday. Yeah, I trained two hours on Saturday. And then one hour off ice basically every day. I love Besides it. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday's my rest day. Very nice. Rest days are important for sure. Yeah. Well, you did your first Junior Grand Prix in 2021 at just 13. Um, and you got the bronze medal at nationals in the junior division last year as well. Um, and then you did a couple more Junior Grand Prix this past season. So how is the experience of competing in the Junior Grand Prix for you? Um, you've done three of them. How have they gone for you? And like, what are the things that you've learned from JGP to JGP? So like I said earlier, I got like my triple triple. Um, my birthday's in February. So I got it in February and then I competed like a few months later with uh, my triple triple at the at the first Junior Grand Prix. And I went from like landing all my triples cheated to going on to the JGP circuit. And it was just such a huge difference. Like I first competed in Skate Milwaukee and it's like the Junior Cup kind of like the um junior grand prix selection competition and it was probably like my first big competition and i did really well there and it was kind of surprising because it was my first kind of my first outing and then when i went to my first junior grand prix it was like so big i didn't know what to expect and i was so blessed to um go there with isabo i learned so much from her and like she's just so confident and I just watched the way she skates so precise so beautiful like pays attention to every little detail and I just learned so much from her going forward so I just like I just took that experience as a learning experience my first time on the junior grand prix circuit and I used that to help with other competitions and then the two junior grand prix that I did this past season they were actually uh both of them were like, it was one week and then the next week. So they're two weeks in a row. So it definitely um, taught me how to bounce back from one competition to another really quickly. And I also learned a lot from those um, experiences. I did not do well in the short program on the first Grand Prix, Junior Grand Prix. And I learned how to um, come back from a bad short program. Yeah, I just learned, sorry, I held back a lot in the short program. And my Mm. coach told me that you just need to go balls out. Um, You cannot hold back. So I took, yeah, I just learned a little bit from each JGP. Mm -hmm. Did you feel, uh, I know like when you go, especially to an international competition, you know, you're wearing the Team USA jacket. It's so exciting to kind of be a part of this community. Um, But it's also pressure inducing um, because you want to skate well for yourself and for your country and all of that different stuff. Um, So how did you try to manage that at your junior Grand Prix in terms of just like little, little things like you feel the butterflies coming up, you're a little nervous, but you want to skate well. Um, What are the little things that you do for yourself to kind of like stay calm and be able to perform? Or what do you feel like you didn't do that you wanted to change in the following? Yeah. So I definitely felt more pressure than if I were to compete in the U.S. or at a local competition because I knew I was representing my country. So um, I tried to push out those thoughts because if I just kept thinking about them, they would just eat away at me. 
So I tried to ground myself and stay present. And my coach would always tell me, just stay present. Don't think about the future. Don't think about what's going to happen because then you're just going to do worse because you're thinking about what's going to happen if you do bad and that's just going to make you do bad. So I just stayed present and thought about what I was doing in that moment because I can't change what's going to happen. It's really important for sure. You can't get ahead of yourself. (laughs) Well, let's talk about your nationals experience. So after your junior Grand Prix, um, I was really impressed with your performance at U.S. Championships this year. You had such a strong, clean free skate uh, with a great triple flip, triple toe right at the beginning, and then just had really solid elements after that. Um, this was your first year senior. So what were your intentions going into U.S. Championships? And why did you choose to skate senior this year when like a lot of your competitors within the U.S. who were also at Junior Grand Prix stayed junior? So I wanted to skate senior because I, this was before the rule change, um, the age change, I decided to, uh, I wanted to experience skating senior because I wanted to prepare for senior internationals. But then the rule change, which I understand the reasons why the um, minimum age was raised, but it's also a little bit sad that I'm not able to compete senior because it's kind of funny because every year it goes up one, like one year. And every year I age. So oh, no. I think the minimum age. Wow. But, yeah. And then leading up to the competition. So that's why I competed senior. And it was really devastating because I didn't do very well in the short program. Um, because the weeks leading up to nationals, like especially those two weeks leading up to nationals, I was skating clean programs every single day. I was not falling on any elements and especially the practice ice um, at nationals, I was just really feeling myself. So I was really excited to compete senior with all these amazing skaters and I was ready to show myself. (laughs) Um, but then I messed up on one huge element in the short program, which put me in 11th place. And I just wanted to show everyone what I've been training for the past two weeks in my long program. And your long program went great. Was there like a different feeling of grit for you like you wanted to prove yourself after the short or did you have more of like a feeling of okay well I'm already in 11th after the short and it didn't go super well so like there's kind of no pressure now on how I skate like what type of headspace were you in going into the free skate a little bit of both because in the going into the short program I was a little timid because I was like oh I want to show everyone like what I can do but I also need to put myself in a good spot for the long and I want to make it into the last group and like I said before I was thinking about the future which I'm not supposed to do I'm supposed to stay present so I think I was thinking a little too far ahead of myself and also like the lights were so bright and I was like whoa this is so much bigger than I thought it was going to be and I skated right after Gracie Gold and it was just like wow like I did not expect it to be this big and I was just thinking too far into the future I got way too ahead of myself so um so that's what happened and after the short program I was so sad I was like crying in my room and I was like okay I'm gonna give myself until the end of today because I need to get in the right headspace for tomorrow because the competition is not over yet so I stopped crying by the end of the day and the next day was a new day I was really really determined to show everyone what I've been training for um, I was not gonna let all my training go to waste and I was go- I was determined to show the whole world what I I can do. So 
And you did. You turned the page. It was great. <laughs> um, how did you feel after you finished that free skate? So you made your splash. You finished in the top five. That's a huge deal for your first year senior. Um, what was going through your head after that? And um, like, what were your immediate, I guess, goals? Like, did you you were planning on being named like hopefully to the junior world team, which you were, but um, yeah. Like what, what was going through your head at nationals when you were all done? I, I honestly don't know. It was such a blur. Like <laughs> it felt like a dream. Like the day before felt like a nightmare. And then that day felt like a dream. It was like so many emotions and just one week. And I was like, Oh my God, I did it. Like, I can't believe I did it. And yeah, I still can't believe it. But especially when I heard my score, I didn't know what to expect because I've never gone like anything above 120, I think, before that. So I was just shocked. But yeah, I was really proud of myself. It's amazing. It was a really great free skate. Definitely one of the strongest of the night. Um, so you should definitely be very proud, but also... Um, I think that sets you up really well for the next few years, especially um, we'll talk about your goals in a little bit, but you know, obviously you want to keep pushing forward and you want to be a senior podium skater named to all those teams. Um, so you definitely did the right first step, which is why I think it was a great move for you to move up into senior and not stay in juniors. Um, but yeah, let's talk about junior worlds. So that was the next thing. Um, what was the, feeling like for you to go to your first junior worlds because that was your first junior worlds right that's a huge yeah. championship event um so like how did that feel different than something like your junior grand prix and um what was I guess the feeling and emotion that you were going through at that competition and like how do you feel that you handled yourself um junior worlds it was definitely a different competition compared to nationals um like I said before, like going into nationals, I was doing clean programs like every single day. Going into junior worlds, I was not. Um, I think I was going through some body changes, but of course that's not an excuse. Uh, um, that's not an excuse for how I did at junior worlds, but um, I wasn't doing clean programs running into going into junior worlds. So I was not as confident. And I think I also, I got ahead of myself, which is really what I need to work on this season, especially. Um, so since I wasn't as confident, I doubted myself and that showed in my performance. It's all a learning experience, no matter what you go through. Um, so even if it wasn't the performance or the event that you wanted, it's still money in the bank in terms of building towards the ultimate dream. Right. Um, so it's okay. As long as you're like learning and like taking things from that experience. Um, I definitely, I totally hear what you're saying. And I don't think that it's something necessarily to just gloss over all the time. Like you're a young woman, you're 15. Now you're going through um, a pivotal time for yourself and your hormones and growth. So it, like, that's totally normal. If things like sometimes are feeling good and sometimes, you know, the jumps aren't there today or this month or whatever, because it's real, but you, you have the jumps, you know, you have the jumps and you've been able to show it before. So you can really like sit into that and trust in that as you keep growing and developing in the sport over the next few years. Um, Cause you're going to have ups and downs for sure. But like you said, it doesn't need to be this like excuse that you feel like you can't do it. It's more so just like 
an explanation sometimes for why it doesn't feel the best, but you can always push through um, and you have the technical basis down. Um, So kind of like feeling confident in that as you move forward is really important. One thing your generation of skating has that mine doesn't have, um, that mine didn't have, actually, I should say, that I love seeing are all of the USFS camps. Um, So, you know, there's like development camp and all of that for the kids, but there's also um, jump on a camp. There's the junior world's like selection camp thing I was seeing. So can you tell us a little bit about that, like your experience at those? Um, So tell us about like what the junior world selection is like um, since they had you guys all together, like right after nationals. And then also after that, talk about jump on a camp, which I saw you were just at. So junior world camp, I've actually been to two so far. Okay. And one was in Boston and the other one was in Las Vegas. And they're two very different camps because they're like, they're different people. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first year was, I mean, both camps I love so much because I get to bond with the other skaters that could potentially go to junior worlds and just all the skaters that were there. I got to like get more close to them and I got to learn more about them. And it was like a very friendly environment. It was not as much as a competition environment because they only invited about like six or seven people. So we were all in just like one group and we did everything together and we had a team dinner. It was just a really nice bonding experience as well as like a selection competition. So it's basically just another competition. They have us compete um, again, but there's definitely less pressure because it's not like a real competition with many people in the audience, um, especially at coming after nationals. It doesn't feel as big. It's just like another practice competition or like a mock competition or exhibition. Um, and then, like I said earlier, we have like a team dinner, which is really nice bonding experience. And we have like a skating skill class. But other than that, it's just like another competition. Yeah, laid back. Gotcha. So they basically just collect, like you said, there's like seven of you that they're thinking about sending. There's like two or three spots typically. And you are coming in, skating your programs in front of judges. Are they giving you scores? Like, do you get to see a score sheet after or is it more so just like like yeah okay it's like a mini competition and we have gotcha. <laughs> four and then we had our we have our feedback session okay so you get like critiques so they sit yes. you down and tell you yeah okay do they like when does the actual um announcement of the team happen like does it happen at the end of the week like so everybody knows or is it something that you go home from the camp for and then like they announce it so the first one the first camp that I did I think they announced it like a few days after the camp was over and the sorry the one two years ago or yeah anyways this, <laughs> the one last year and then this year they announced it like the last day of camp so it was really quick this year gotcha yeah that's so interesting um they I, that's definitely new and I think it's a really good opportunity for all of you guys to be able to like go like yes you compete at nationals but there's like a separate selection and it also yeah. gives people who are in the ballpark of like potentially getting selected feeling accomplished too that like they got selected yeah. for the camp yeah that's cool well what about jump on at camp so what is that and tell us about your experience there this year jump on at camp is so fun and <laughs> I hope to go every year because I like I was an athlete demonstrator but also I learned so much 
because I also get to attend these classes and demonstrate for different coaches. So this year um, I did, like I demonstrated all of the jumps. I demonstrated axle, salto, loop, and flip and lutz. So I got to learn from all the coaches who were um, teaching the jumps along with the students. And I also got to meet so many people such as like Amber Glenn, Jimmy Ma, and I made so many friends there as well. That's it's awesome. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, I wish that we had those when I was skating. Jeez. But <laughs> I'm so happy that they have it for all of you guys now because um, the opportunity to come together more. So everybody's always separate in their own training yeah. towns like all year. And you only get to really see everybody once or twice a year at like the big competitions. But with camps like these, it's like a lot more fun because you get to see everybody, but not necessarily in a competition way and like a yeah. fun, like let's all learn together way. Yeah. Love that. Well, you're young and you have the technical goods and your coaches have done such a great job with you so far. Um, and now you're kind of into this next step. So you're competing senior. And the next thing um, after getting everything technically is the artistic component to skating. Um, so what is your favorite style to skate? Like, what do you think suits you the best? I know that's early since you're still yeah. um, young and you're still a kind of like figuring out who you are in skating, but Right now, if you had to like choose what you think your strength is, what is it? And like, what are things that you're doing to help you develop your artistry? Okay, so I love strong and powerful. Of course, I'm still like playing around with styles. Like I'm really excited for this year's programs because I'm doing like a fun jazzy program for my short program. And for my long program, I'm doing a flamenco, which is really different. It's different than from what I've ever skated to. But like my last year's long program, Carmina Brown, I love how strong and powerful it made me feel. Um, so that would probably be my favorite style so far. Um, but like, again, I'm still playing around with the different styles and I love my short program this year and I love my long program and I'm really excited to show them. And I always loved ballet. Um, I'm it's definitely, I'm not, the strongest ballerina. Um, I want to work on my lines. And once a week, um, a ballet teacher comes in and teaches um, the girls at my rink, and including me, we learn ballet. And it's actually really funny because I started ballet when I was really young, younger, um, I think two years old. And I did it up until, like, I went to a real ballet school up until like fifth grade. And everyone was doing ballet class like two, three times a week, but I was only doing it to supplement my skating. Uh, so I only did it once a week. And I was, I love ballet so much, but I was really bad at it. So one time the teacher went around it um, at the bar and gave everyone like a grade for how well they did at the bar. And everyone got like A's, B's, C's or D's or whatever. He just skipped over me. <laughs> That's how bad I was. He didn't even pay attention to me. But nonetheless, I love ballet and I love the lines and I just yeah I love how it looks so I really want to work on my lines and the aesthetic but I don't have ballet programs this year so that's not my main focus and I have been working on my flam like flamenco style program so a ballroom teacher has been coming in to the rink to work with me once a week as well and work on making my flamenco program more authentic and work with the movements especially like the hand movements because it's very strong and I need to learn how to be more strong with my hands. 
Wow. I love that. That's so fun to hear. Uh, it's so fun taking different dance classes in general. Um, yeah. And so when you switch up the styles, like you're saying, you're doing jazz and flamenco this year, which are separate from last year and everything. It, I think that's so awesome for you, especially because um, it, it's going to help you also grow and develop as a skater to have different spheres of expression and artistry, but also like you're going to figure out like really what you truly like and what you feel like you're good at um, when you have different programs every year. And then you're like, okay, this style, this was it. So we're going to repeat that or like do a variation of that, like in the future. Um, and that's all something that you'll figure out as you get older in skating. But um, good to hear that you have a ballroom teacher with the flamenco. That's really awesome um, that you're taking that extra step to really care about the authenticity of the choreography in the program. I can't wait to see it. And jazz also so fun. Love it. Yeah. Love to hear it. <laughs> um, the teacher also comes in to work on like lyrical um, contemporary pieces or like more hip hop. So we like experiment with a lot of different dance styles to also supplement my jazzy program as well. Amazing. How involved are you in picking your music um, and like picking the theme of your program? Is it mostly coming from you? Is it coming from a combination of like you and your parents, your coaches? Um, yeah. So it's like, my parents, my coaches, we all work together. Um, but I'm definitely very, very picky with my music. If I don't <laughs> like it, I don't want to skate to it. Um, but like, if I really feel the music, then I can really like skate well to it. I can show that I love it on the ice, especially. So um, this year, like I said, I, um, I really want to show that I'm a versatile skater. So I've been playing around with different styles. And this year I wanted to go for jazzy because I've always wanted to skate to a really jazzy program, but um, that's not really my strength. So this year I just like, I'm just going to experiment it because this is the year that I can experiment with different programs because I'm still young and I can still find out what I really like. So um, this year I chose my program music too. I love Paris and my long program, actually, we spent the longest time picking this music because I wanted something perfect for this year's long. And actually, I think a day before I went to go get my choreography done, that that's when I picked my long. Wow. So, yeah, it was really last minute, but I chose a piece that I really like. That's amazing. Wow. Well, I'm sure everyone can't wait to see it. Um, so keep working at it for your grand reveal, I guess, this <laughs> summer. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know, well, so you said that um, because of the age cap, does that mean that you're going to be competing internationally as a junior again this year, most likely? Yes. Okay. Um, I will be competing in junior internationals until I'm 17, I believe. And then that's when I can finally go senior. Wow. So that's another essentially two years. Well, yeah, two seasons before yes. you can go senior. But I can go to the Olympics. Thank I made the cut, I think. Oh, that's the most important part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So your age will hit for the Olympics, but in terms of that's fine. You can still build a lot of international credibility through junior Grand Prix and junior worlds. Um, it all adds up. But and nationally you're a senior already. Um that's crazy. So I want to ask you then, based off of this rule change, like you're one of the athletes that are truly affected by it in this type of like, you were so close, like you're right on this cusp and now you have to wait another season, another two seasons. Um, so how are you approaching 
the rule change? How does the rule change feel to you? Um, I have to be honest, if I were in your position, like I would absolutely hate the rule change and be like, this isn't fair. I still feel that way. I don't think that they should have made the rule change per se, but um, yeah, you're, you're somebody that is actually experiencing it and like having to wait now as opposed to other competitors who didn't have to. So how does that feel for you? So I'm definitely a little bummed that I didn't get to make the cut. Um, but at the same time, I feel extremely lucky that I made the Olympic cut. Mm-hmm. So at least I get to go to the Olympics because I know some people who aren't able to go to the Olympics and they were affected by this rule change a lot. But um, I'm extremely lucky that I can go to the Olympics and I just want to focus like right now it hasn't affected me too much because I'm still like pretty young and I can still compete in junior. Um, yeah, I'm still happy with competing in junior and I love competing against these people. Um, so it hasn't me- affected me too much. And I love that I can get practice um, domestically, like for senior nationals, I can practice being a senior and competing against like the top seniors in the nation. Um, so yeah, so far it hasn't affected me too much and I definitely feel lucky. But as I get older, I definitely wish that I could compete senior earlier, especially like preparing for the Olympics, possibly. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see um, how this all goes for your age generation, Um, just because, again, uh, to be like multiple years internationally as a junior and then qualify for the Olympics. Olympics were my first senior international, so I'm all for it. But um, yeah, it's just like it's a little bit different in terms of the scope of like the competition. Like if you were to compare a junior Grand Prix to a senior Grand Prix, like the venue, the lights, like everything's a little bit different. But luckily, because you're competing at U.S. championships every year and junior worlds, too, like that's kind of a huge um practice for you I want to say like it's really good uh to feel that because like senior competitions internationally are going to feel very similar to like a U.S. nationals so what are your goals then so you have um your sights set on the next olympics I'm hearing um so that's the goal and and so like what are your aspirations for like this next quad as well as this next season like what what are your plans if you could put those into words? <laughs> so my short term, like this year's goals yeah. are to be more consistent. Of course, I want to show that I'm a consistent skater and I want to work on my consistency. Um, I want to put out more clean programs. And also I want to show that I'm a versatile skater and show that I can do multiple styles and definitely work a lot on my artistry. And I also plan on like, right now I'm working on, triple axel and I know especially today you need a triple axel to be really competitive so I am working on triple axel every day and I hope to one day land the jump and put in competition wow big steps big steps (laughs) well what is your favorite element if you had to pick one definitely flip (laughs) Um, flip comes the most natural to me. And like I said earlier, I have like a natural inside edge. Um, so definitely flip. Love that. I can see that, especially cause that's your, that's your triple, triple combo. So yeah. makes sense. <laughs> What's your favorite, um, program that you've ever skated so far? 
Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. I <laughs> love all my programs, but I would have to choose my long program from last season, the Carmina Verona. Just feels so amazing when I skate it well. It just feels really strong and powerful. Yeah, you can see that that style and that music really energizes you when you skate well. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So let's learn a little bit more about who you are outside of skating. So what are your hobbies and like your interests? What do you do in your free time if you're not on the ice? I love reading. Actually, uh, recently I got back into my Hunger Games phase because (laughs) I go through phases in my life and one of them was Hunger Games. Um, I read the series like a while ago, but since the new movie is coming out in November, I want to reread them and rewatch all the movies before I watch the new movie. So I was definitely obsessed with Hunger Games back then. That's so awesome. I love the Hunger Games too. I actually just rewatched those movies a few months ago. I went on a a binge myself. Me too. Um, I love that. I haven't actually read the last book, the new book that they're, or the new movie that they're coming out with is based off. Yeah. Of it's snow. Like a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. President Snow. Um, so actually, thank you for saying that because you've reminded me to pick that book up and read it. <laughs> yeah. I started reading it, but then I like, I kind of stopped. I don't know. I want to reread it before the uh, movie comes out. But like in March, I think I was on vacation in Korea after my season ended. And then I went on Netflix and all the movies were back on Netflix for the month of March. So I rewatched all of them and I was so excited for the new movie. Oh, my God. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so you like reading. Yes. Um, What else do you like to do? I love eating. (laughs) (laughs) I love eating all different kinds of food just so such joy (laughs) that's an awesome answer I love that go you keep keep (laughs) doing that please are you homeschooled or do you attend school in person I do online school um I started online school in fifth grade yeah in fifth grade and in the beginning, I was actually very upset. Like I every there's not a day I did not want to go back to school. Um, I just love going to school in person. I love like learning in classrooms and I love seeing all my friends. It was just it was a really sad moment when I switched to online school. But eventually I realized that like it's more productive if I switch to online school. And I actually I'm very happy with it right now. I go to Connections Academy and it's like very flexible, especially for my skating and um, allows me to take pretty like that allows me to take difficult classes, um, especially as a freshman this year. And um, yeah, so the school district, my school district, the schools in my school district, they don't they aren't flexible at all. So especially with my training and my traveling schedule, they wouldn't. I wouldn't learn anything. So yeah, schooling can definitely be tough um, depending on the district. Like you said, like it sometimes they work really well and they do want to help you. I feel like that's kind of a rarity though, Um, especially with the public school system. It's really tough to get them to work with your schedule. Um, Makes sense, but it's, it's nice to know that you're enjoying Connections Academy Um, and you're still getting social stimulation from the rank, which is important. I can tell that you're a social person um, <laughs> based off of our conversation. So I could definitely see like you leaving school and being like, oh, I don't get to see everyone anymore. Yeah, I was like that too. So 
I feel it. Well, do you have um, siblings or are you an only child? No, I have one younger brother. He okay. is two years younger than me and his name is Jonathan and he plays baseball. Amazing. Okay. So he's not an ice sport person no. then. No. <laughs> Separate. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, do you guys get along? Are you guys similar or kind of different or like is the age gap too much for you right now? Um, it's not too much right now. Actually, when we were a lot younger, we used to fight so much. <laughs> um, but now that we've gotten older, it's we don't fight really anymore. But um, we are pretty different people. That's funny. Yeah, I have two brothers myself, and we are just three peas in a pod at this point. Now that we're all grown up and adults, and we're best friends, and we all love each other, um, would hang out with each other any day of the week. But I think when we were growing up, there was definitely a little bit more separation. I was always closer with my younger brother than my older brother growing up, but now we're all just like, so it's it's cool to see as how you grow, um, how your relationships kind of like keep forging. But I loved having siblings, so big big sibling over only child person right here based yeah. on my family. Me I love it. Well, do you have friends that you get to hang out with? Um, obviously, they're skating friends, I'm guessing, based off of who you're encountering mostly. But do you get to hang out outside of the rink as well? Um, or are you mostly just seeing each other at the rink? No, we also hang out um, outside of the rink. I also have some old school friends that I meet from time to time. Um, I used to do debate, so I used to see them all the time. But recently, I stopped doing debate because... I travel so much, like I never get to attend <laughs> classes. So I have some friends from debate and some old school friends and then the friends, my friends at the rink. That's awesome. That's really great to keep those relationships existing. And, and also like have you have a bubble that's not necessarily just skating um, because it can start to get like really crazy when that's all, yeah. all you think about. So good for you. All right. Well, my last question for you, Josephine, is um, – skating inspiration so who are the skaters that you look up looked up to um obviously there's still probably skaters that you look up to right now because you're 15 um but like as you were growing up in skating like you're part of this like new generation of skating um yeah who who are the people that motivate you or inspire you um of past skaters who do you want to emulate definitely Yuzuru Hanyu um yeah, I just, he is like a feather on the ice. He's my biggest inspiration. I just love the way he skates. I love the way he jumps. Just everything about his skating is so beautiful. And he's like an animation, like an anime character on the ice. It's just crazy. I don't understand how someone can skate like that. And then Kairi Sakamoto, she's like the epitome of strength. She's so fast and her jumps, like I love how she skates so carefree. Um, Just like, it looks like, She's very in the moment, very into her own skating, just looks like she's in her own world when she skates. Um, same with Yuzuru. So I, I just love watching them skate. It's just amazing. Those are some really great answers. And I like that they're they're also very different skaters. Like you said, Yuzuru is very light and he's very like yeah. artistic and strong and carries 
very, very fast and powerful and strength-based, like you said. Like they have like they marry each other really well in terms of two yeah. different styles, but very, very impressive. That's awesome. Love to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, Josephine, I'm wishing you the best of luck in your next season um, and your skating career in general. You're Um, a very talented young skater that I think has a lot of promise. So keep working hard um, and believe in yourself because I believe in you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, Josephine. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.